Hey, Christy. Yeah, Leslie. What do they sing to Christmas trees at their retirement parties? What? Fur, he's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> Fur, he's a jolly yeah, I got good it. fellow. I, you don't need to do another. Should yeah. I keep singing? No, I got it. Good. Hi, I'm Christy, a backyard gardener from Colorado. These days, gardening has gotten very popular. And my friends and I have noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down Tulips. Hello, gardeners. And wannabe gardeners. And people who all of a sudden were gifted a poinsettia and are going, what the heck do I do with this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hello, Leslie. Hello, Christy. Everyone wants to know, how is your cactus sticky? Oh, sticky. Okay, so sticky is drying out. Oh, good. And um, we have not watered sticky at all. But I... You know that kind of brown, rotty, fungusy thing? I think it's growing upwards more. Because uh. I just looked at him in the window and I thought, is that less green? So I don't think Sticky's going to make it. Uh. You know, you could always take like a Sharpie pen and kind of like mark the line. Oh, that's so a good you idea. Could see. Like they would have you do that if you ever if you ever get like an infection in your hand. You ever have that at all? Oh, uh, no. And uh, I had that once and the, I got my, my cat bit me and the doctor drew a Drew a line and said, "If the, if the red really? goes beyond this line, come back." So you, you know, Olivia. Olivia had something on her leg that was some kind of bite, and she said it was growing. I, I we should have done that. That's well. A, if Sticky doesn't make it, we can always put Sticky in my compost pile, and well, then they would live on. Okay. Well, I have a question about that because if if Sticky has a fungus or some kind of rotting, oh. is that a bad thing to put in the compost? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Normally, we would not put in fungus items into a compost pile. But could I chop off the green <laughs> yeah, part? I mean, it's like dissection. Little, Sorry, right. Sticky. Yeah, but I could put right. a little bit in and then a little bit of Sticky yeah. would live on. See, that's the nice part about a compost pile is that when your plants don't make it, they can live on in another form and they can still help feed your house plants in your garden yeah. and turn into compost. Well, and, you know, over at my house, it's, you know, with Sticky dying and I also inadvertently killed my rose plant. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, oh. I think you Rosie... Said was, you said there was a little she, green. Oh, it was so great. Green and I was keeping her watered and everything. But we had those really cold temperatures and she's in the window and we have oh. an old house. And I think she froze because I came back and everything was just curled up and brown oh, and dead. Yeah. And I thought, what did I do? I thought it was going so well. I had that issue too because I have like single pane windows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's... So that was sad. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. Now, she didn't have disease, so that... I could bring her over yeah, and she could but go it's a into good, your... it's a good lesson for other people. If you if you if it gets really cold out there I, and you yeah. brought your plants inside, be careful putting them right next to the window. Yeah, and that's what I did. And I uh, think that was my mistake. So, oh, I'm so sorry. That was terrible. But here's some good news. So I have a little plant in the kitchen window that I was watering and I broke off uh, some healthy a healthy little branch on accident. Mm -hmm. So I took the healthy branch and I put it in a little thing of water mm -hmm. and just so that it could reach down into the water and roots are growing. Wonderful. Roots are growing. So I wanted to ask, how long do I let the roots grow before I plant it? Like 
should they be an inches. inch long yeah, or a couple, couple inches? inches? Yeah, I'd wait for a couple inches. Okay. And I would also tell you, Leslie, that there's a little thing you can get, and I might just give you some. It's called root tone, and it's a little hormone that you can dip the plant in before you put it in a in the little pot. Oh, that's and great. And it just helps. It helps it along. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, oh, anyway, okay. I'm I I forgot about it honestly, and then I looked in the window and I was like, oh, there's oh, roots, and they're about an so inch good. long. So it's you oh, know. nice. Uh, and you know what you could also do is you could plant it in a clear plastic Dixie cup, like a solo oh. cup. Oh, I have that. And what's real and poke holes in the bottom, Leslie. And what's nice about that is then you can see that the, the roots. <gasps> that's a great idea. Okay, that's a good idea. Nice. Very good. Thank you. Um, do you want to talk about what's in my kitchen sink? Oh, yes. Okay. So <laughs> um, we talked about Jerry, the geranium that I brought in from outside. And, you know, she went yellow really, really fast. And she also keeps drying out. And I didn't know. I was afraid if I take all the yellow leaves off, she'll be have no leaves. She'll be naked. So I brought her to show you so that you could tell me if I was doing the right thing or if... You know, you could foster her if yeah. she wasn't doing well. Well, I and I'll tell you folks is that I just, my geraniums are all in my attic. I kind of let them go dormant and overwinter. And so they're all, all of them are so slowly turning yellow. Um, but, but I think the good thing about your plant, Leslie, that there are new little green leaves that are showing up on it. And it just means that, you know, plants like people, they don't like to, nobody likes to move. It's one of the most terrible things, right? For a plant to go, for anybody to go through, loading up the van and moving and all that stuff. So they're just, on, they just might have some transplant shock. Okay. And, and so, uh, I gave, uh, Jerry a big drink of water and also for, fed, fed her a little bit and Which she's in awesome. my sink. Yeah. So think- I'm going to take her back, put her back where I had her. And then, uh, just as you said earlier, you don't. They don't need to thrive during the winter. They need to survive yes. the winter. Yes, so. geraniums. Just want them to. You know, you know that plant. If it flowers, I'm impressed. Maybe in February you might get a bloom out of it. Okay. But just make sure that it just stays alive. And even if that means that Jerry loses all its leaves, as long as it's still alive, okay, has green, you know, things on it, you're in good shape. Perfect. And then um, I also wanted, speaking about moving, I saw when I came back up, your aloe plants were back in your window. How did they do? They look great, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. I got all my living room all painted. Shout out. Thank you, Byron, who <laughs> we found out as a listener. And um, they look fantastic, though I did have an aloe vera, Leslie, that I brought to work with me because, folks, I got a new job at a wonderful theater company in town. And I thought, well, I'm going to bring one of my plants in. And Something happened with this aloe vera. I don't know what happened, but it just sort of, um, it just collapsed. Really? And all the leaves fell out. So I brought it home and I'm going to try again. I'm trying to fix this aloe vera Mm -hmm. and we'll see if I can bring it back to life. But it doesn't, but I saw, I mean, all the leaves fell off. And so I had, I let the leaves dry out for about a good week. I dipped them in some rooting hormone Mm -hmm. called rootone. And I put it in a soilless soil because soilless you know, soil. You know what that is. I do now. now. <laughs> and um, and then I put it in a pot, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Um, also, the al- you gave me a couple of aloe strips that had fallen off, yeah. and then I wrapped them up and put them in my refrigerator um, in tin foil. And I have to thank you because over you know we had Thanksgiving and of course I burned my hand. Oh no! And because I do that anyway, and I remembered they were in there, so I pulled one out, I clipped it off, and I put it all over my hand, 
No problems. Oh, so I was so happy. I was like, okay, I clearly need aloe vera in my life. So, (laughs) well, you know how I was telling you last time, Leslie, that my garden was completely done, my vegetable garden. I was wrong. I totally forgot something that I still have things in there that were growing. Really? And I'm going to show it to you now. Oh, what is it? I have a big bag, and I bet you're thinking these are potatoes. They are not. Oh, that's so cool. They are the strangest. Looking, is, do you know what this is? Can no, you tell I have no is? idea. I'll take a couple more out to see if you can see what they are. Is that like a parsnip? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed what these are. Uh, rutabaga? I actually no. have no idea. I'm just guessing now. Um, These are supposed to be carrots. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, I have to describe to you what they look like. They look round like kind of an apple. But they're kind of like a wrinkly apple, um, and they're they have kind of rooties at the very end. So like an apple with roots sticking out the bottom. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, that one is hilarious. Well, it, it looks like what is that? It looks like a double. Yeah. Well, I, these are these are um, the brand they are is Little Finger. So those to be little carrots, which work oh. well in Colorado soil. But I never harvest them. They were out there all year. Okay. Those and are so fat they just got fingers. big, fat, and bulbousy. <laughs> Bulbous. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, I think I might like uh, chop them up and roast them and maybe I can make soup out of them. That's a great idea. So they're not the kind you're going to put on at a veggie tree. Right. (laughs) I love carrot soup though. I have a great recipe for curried carrot soup. Oh. Yeah. I'll I'll give it to you. Good. Because it's really delicious. I I love it. Does it have like cardamom and ginger in it and stuff? Uh, I don't remember. I okay. have to look oh, at the too much pressure. Cardamom, I don't think so, because I think I would remember that, but probably ginger. Okay. Uh, you know what's unique about this episode, friends, is that it is our last episode before we take our Persephone period. Oh, yes. Now, per- the Persephone period is a time of year when daylight falls below 10 hours per day. And it's referencing the daughter of Demeter, the goddess of the harvest in Greek mythology. Um, so when daylight falls below 10 hours per day, the plant growth nearly stops. And we're in the Denver metro area. And our Persephone period actually started last week, on November 15th, and it goes until the end of January. Oh. And you can look up your own Persephone period on the United States Naval Observatory website. Really? I'll put that link in the show notes. That's so cool. Um, so this is when, I guess you could just say, we're all going to Hades in a going hand basket. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, we'll be back with new episodes in February. But if you're a member of the Garden Party, we'll have special pod plays pop up for you every now and then. And being a member of the Garden Party means that you throw us a couple bucks each month to help the podcast thrive, not just survive, right, Leslie? Excellent. <laughs> we want to thrive. <laughs> um, and so kind of in um, celebration of that, we have one of our, our favorite pop plays, which is called Persephone and Demeter. Persephone, get back here. There is still so much to do in the garden. Preparing the soil, planting, watering, weeding, harvesting. I am the goddess of agriculture and fertility, and we have a lot of people to feed. We've got to turn the compost pile and rake and dig and hoe. Oh, I'm so tired of the garden, Mom. It's all we've been doing for what seems like forever. When can we take a break? 
La 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 la. Persephone, where are you going? I just have to check out these daffodils, Mom. They are so beautiful. Okay, just be careful and come right back. Just going to pluck one daffodil. Whoa, the earth is opening up. Who is this in his four horse golden chariot appearing before me in all his power and majesty? I am Hades, the god of the underworld. I love you. Come with me and be my wife and queen. You had me with that dramatic entrance. I consent. Persephone? Oh no. She's gone and I am an empty nester. This sucks. I am just going to put on my pajamas and watch everything on Netflix while I eat chicken out of the bucket and cookie dough from the tube. Screw everything, including the garden. Oh, Persephone! Persephone! Mom? Hello? Great Zeus! Is it really you? No, it's just me! Though Dad did say I needed to come visit. I know it's been a while, sorry about that. Just that I've been so busy. It's a jumble of contradictions to be both a floral maiden and queen of death. Talk about mental gymnastics. Oh, Persephone, I am so happy to see you. Holy crap, Mom. What happened to the garden? It's barren. Dad said people are dying of famine. You can't neglect all your duties. If there are no people, then no sacrifices. You know how Dad is about his sacrifices. It's just not something he's willing to give up. I am just so sad when you are not here. I don't know who I am if I am not your mother. Hmm. How about, just like a seed, I will spend a few months of the year below the earth. I'll spend six months of the year with you and six months in the underworld with my husband. But I will be so distraught, the world will be dark and turn to winter. Maybe that is okay. Maybe it's actually right and good. I think you and all gardeners deserve a well-respected rest. You could join a book club, take up Zumba, browse through seed catalogs, or go to a play. I hear the new one called Oedipus is about mothers. However, when the time comes for me to return to you, just bring back the light and the warmth and we can all rejoice in abundance. You mean like this? Oh, a daffodil. I love that flower. Thanks, Mom. Does this mean you will accept my Facebook friend request? Let's just take it one season at a time, Mom. Do you ever get holiday plants, Leslie? I do get holiday plants, and I give holiday plants. It's so nice to have something living and, and growing during the winter months in your house. I love a poinsettia. I just love the red. I just, I think they're so cheery and I like having the color in my house. Did you know, Leslie, that it's actually called poinsettia? No, I did not know that. That's okay. So I've been saying it wrong <laughs> my entire life. <laughs> they're named after Joel Roberts Poinsett, who was the first United States ambassador to Mexico in the 1820s. Oh. And he fancied himself a gardener, so he imported the plants to his greenhouses in South Carolina, and he began propagating them and distributing them. Wow. And now it's, you know, I would say the plant to give at the holiday season. It's also the number one potted plant sold in the United States. It exceeds annual sales of any other potted plants combined. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. And we have one here. It's so beautiful. Well, guess what? It's yours. What? Yeah. You're giving that to me? Yes, I'm giving you this poinsettia. Are you serious? I'm serious. I'm so happy. (laughs) Oh, it's so pretty. Oh, no one ever gives me stuff. This is awesome. (laughs) Well, what's interesting about the poinsettia is that um, it's the leaves that are so beautiful. The actual flower is kind of not that important. Oh, you mean that's not the flower? That's not a flower? Those the red leaves parts? Are, yeah, the red part is not the flower. It's oh. The flower is that little yellow part in the middle. Oh. So that's why it's important to, when you buy a poinsettia plant, make sure that it hasn't bloomed yet. By So make sure that the little yellow part is still in bud form and the plant will last longer. Oh, that's great. I, I had no idea. I thought that was the flower. That's so crazy. It's the leaves. In fact, the Aztecs would use the color of the leaves to dye fabrics, and they would also use the leaves to help um, for medicinal purposes. Oh, that's cool. It is, you know, important to note that it it can be poisonous um, to your pets. Oh. Uh, People are worried if it's toxic to children or humans, but a child would have to consume more than 500 leaves in order to reach an unsafe level. Oh, okay. So, I, I don't think my 20-year-old are, will be eating any of those leaves. <laughs> but they are mildly poisonous to cats and dogs, so best to keep them. I do have a reach. cat, but she doesn't seem to have any interest in plants at all. Really? Oh, no. my gosh. No. Talk to my cat, Leonardo DiCaprio. He loves plants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so uh, a couple tips about poinsettias. Um, uh, they do not like a lot of water. Great. That's perfect for so, me because I forget to water them. So this is one of these plants that the worst thing you can do is overwatering it. Okay. Because what it can do is it can lead to water logging, which can cause root rot, and then you have a dead plant. Oh, boy. Now, this one, it was common. A lot of people have it covered. The pot will be covered in this foil. Yes, it's really pretty, Very that pretty. gold foil. Um, I would recommend poking holes in it. <gasps> okay. Or taking, the, taking it off because what can happen is that you'll water it, Right, and it'll drain, and all the water will collect in the foil area, which will rot your plant. Okay, out. I always thought that's good for me to know because I always thought because I when I water some of my plants and it gets the water at the bottom, I thought you're supposed to leave that so they can suck it up from the bottom if they need. I think it, it depends on the plant, and okay. this is a plant that does not doesn't want, want that. It, does not want to sit in water. Okay, so no you should sitting. water it when it is. Um, noticeably dry. Okay. Um, now, it could be, depending upon where you have it, it really could be every day if you have it near a radiator in a dry room. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that, that I think that's Jerry's problem also is that where I put her ah. um, away from the window, but so I can open the window and she can get some sun, there is a heater near there. Oh. And I, I think that's why she keeps drying out so, so much and I just wasn't aware of it. Keep and it now high. that I do, yeah. I will... Uh, well, actually, I think what I'm going to do, do you think this is a good idea? I got some of those bulbs you talked about where I got two, where oh, you yeah, put the yeah. water in and then you yes. put it there. I thought maybe I could put one in you her sure and could. then she would drink when right. she needs it. Yes. Try it. You know what? As Brittany Pimentel told mm-hmm. us, experiment. Experiment. Yes. Um, well, if in doubt with the poinsettia, keep it a little drier. Okay. Um, they, they can be... Very long-lasting if you fertilize them once a week, too. They love that. Um, And now there are people who can keep these year-round. I have never been successful doing it. Mm -hmm. But here's how it's supposed to work. Um, After April 1st 
if your plant is still alive <laughs> on April first, if I can make a poinsettia last April first, man, I'm if I could get it to April, right. I would think that. Then is a you win. should remove the colored leaves, okay, and pinch it back um, until early August. Okay. And then in September, you move it to a room where it only gets natural light with absolutely no artificial light after sunset. And then in early October, you move it back to your regular living area and, I guess, cross your fingers. Okay. But there are people who can keep them alive. And if so, God bless them. So um, when you say pinch back, I just want to double check. Mm -hmm. That means take off the bad leaves? Yeah. Or? Bad, the bad leaves and also, like, give it a little give it a little trim. Make it look, okay. make it look neater. It's okay, okay to cool. pinch, you know, to cut it back a little bit. That's awesome. All right. Now, I know that you have, I wanted to talk about um, the Christmas cactus that yes. you have. You have one in your bathroom that I saw. I do. And it is so cool looking. It's like a flat cactus. And yeah, it's really not a cactus. It's, a, it's technically a succulent. Really? Okay. Well, that is the coolest looking plant. And I, I want one of those. So if... Where would I put that in my house? Like, does that need... I mean, yours is in your bathroom, so it's indirect light, right? Right, yes. They, they You want a cool spot cool in spot. your house okay. for it. Well, my house is cold, so that's perfect. And where it gets no more than nine hours of light a day. Okay. This is to get it to bloom. Okay. So some people actually put a box over the plant each morning and remove it at night. Oh, really? In order to get it to bloom. Wow. Um, the one I have upstairs, I've had it for a year, it's not blooming. I don't know why. It looks good. It looks, it looks pretty healthy. Great. Um, every now and then, though, it'll drop some leaves, and so I don't know what's up with that. But it looks okay. I've had them before, though. I've had them when I lived in northern Minnesota, and it was not – we didn't call them Christmas cactuses. We actually called them Halloween cactuses because that's oh. when they started to bloom. <laughs> really? But sometimes people will call them a Thanksgiving cactus, or sometimes people can call them an Easter cactus because that's what's just whenever they – Whenever they decide to bloom. Um, but you want uh, bright, indirect light, right. and you want to keep it away from drafts oh, okay. and heat and vents. Oh, heat and vents. Okay. Well, it's going to have a hard time at my house. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and they also, they like to be pot bound. So don't give them a lot of room in the pots. Oh, pot bound. That's cool. Yeah, I've never heard that term before, pot bound. So that means they like it tight. Yeah, they like, a, they like to be swaddled like a baby. Swaddled. How cool is that? Okay. My friend Sharon Kay has, um, she has a Christmas cactus. That's where I first saw one. Is it blooming? And I, you know, I don't know. When I was house sitting for her, um, it, it, it's in pretty bright light where it is on her kitchen table. And I noticed it was looking a little yellowy on some of the things. And I, oh, so yellow's I, not good. Yeah. And so I'm worried and I, I haven't checked in with her, but I got to ask her about it. Do you think the yellow could be from being in too much light? It's possible, but, but they, yeah, well, they do like, they do need light though. I mean, okay. they, they like bright, indirect light. Right. In, well, yeah. I think it's perfect where it is. I just was so worried about it when I saw it. Cause yeah. Yeah, I just was worried. I was like, uh oh, did well, I kill that? I was afraid I killed it while I was while I was <laughs> because, house sitting. Because of your presence, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, uh, you know. Because it was green. I've seen it green and then it had a little yellow. And I'm like, I didn't water it. I mean, I barely watered it. I because I was trying to not water it too much. Now, Leslie, you just bought a friend of yours, a cyclamen, right? Oh, I did, a cyclamen. It's the coolest looking plant. It's like it grows the 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 flowers grow straight up and then they flower and kind of 
um, I don't know, bend over, not bend over, but they kind they of droop a little. Droop, bit. Yeah, yeah, and they're the coolest looking. What plants. color was it? It was hot pink. Oh, those are pretty. And um, I I really like this plant because it's it's hard to kill, is what they say, <laughs> but it because it's like it really can take a lot of you know likes the cold weather and that's wait, good. I gotta find it but so if um, you could put that by your window I think that I could make that live um but it is really hard to I understand it's very very difficult to get it to bloom again oh so sure. you, you know once it blooms it kind of looks like the bottom part looks like a little ivy plant yeah it does which I think is actually cool looking and so it has variegated colors too yeah yeah, yeah. so I kind of feel like if you know you don't have any more flowers I still think it's like a cool looking plant. Yes. Um, yeah, but it it um it can tolerate temperatures um in the 40s. Oh my gosh. And you know my house is freezing all the time, so <laughs> I figured that's going to be a good one for me. And it's uh it also doesn't need a lot of light. It says uh place in a medium diffused, not super bright light. Oh, that's nice. And it says that it likes side windows. That's what I have, side windows. So I kind of feel like that is one I could keep alive. It may not bloom, but I could keep it alive. Good. Well, we come back. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, oh, amaryllis. Oh, that's so pretty. Rosemary, orchids, and Norfolk pine. But first, we have a brand new pod play starring Phoebe, and it's Phoebe's. Phoebe's Gardener's Hibernation Spa Treatment. planned and you planted, you watered and weeded, you harvested and preserved, and now you need a rest. I love to garden, but I'm so tired and I don't know how to stop. Nature has found a way to help gardeners rest. It is called the Persephone period. When your garden gets less than 10 hours of sun a day, it goes to sleep until spring. And now... So can you, with Phoebe's Gardener's Hibernation Spa Treatment. Hi, I'm Phoebe, the celebrity stylist and influencer who brought you Phoebe's Phenomenales, Phoebe's Fashion, and Phoebe's Choice Moist Soil. I always have my manicured finger on the latest trends and hottest fads. Phoebe's Gardener's Hibernation Spot Treatment features real gardener's compost made from the perfect mixture of organic grass clippings, mulched leaves, lavender, and food waste from the finest kitchens. It has been kept moist and lovingly turned once a week all summer by a shirtless Chris Evans. <sighs> I'm getting so sleepy. Just fill your tub with Phoebe's Gardener's Hibernation Spa Treatment, slip in, and close your eyes. Phoebe's Gardener's Hibernation Spa Treatment's special ingredients will carry you off to a deep hibernation filled with dreams of next year's garden. Hmm, wouldn't it be nice to have a hedge of hydrangeas? When you wake in the spring, you'll be ready to grab that hoe once more. Add on our deluxe version, Phoebe's Gardener's Hibernation Spa Treatment Plus, and your dreams will be uploaded into our computer. And when you wake up in the spring, your seeds and seedlings will be waiting for you. <sighs> Hydrangeas, how lovely. And Chris Evans, someone get me a hoe. So get your Phoebe's Gardener's Hibernation Spa Treatment or Phoebe's Gardener's Hibernation Spa Treatment Plus today. 
Phoebe's Gardener's hibernation spa treatment is recommended for only the most tired gardeners. Chris Evans, not guaranteed. But just in case, we'll throw in some mints. Christy, what are some other uh, Christmassy holiday plants that people might get? Well, one of my favorites is the amaryllis. So pretty. It just brings a feeling of tropics to your house in the middle of winter. It is such a beautiful plant. And it also is a really great gift to people. Um, you can get the prepackaged kind, and they're very easy to grow. All you have to do is open up a box, take it out, water it, and then wait for the shoots to come out. Um, an amaryllis plant can get pretty tall. They can get like two to three feet tall and have really? several big, huge blooms on them. They look like giant lilies. Um, they like a lot of holiday plants. They like a cool room. And um, now some people are successful on getting these to grow again. I have never had, but here's what you could do is that when the flowers fade, cut the stem back to a couple inches above the bulb and put it in a sunny window and um, water it when it's dry and then fertilize it every now and then. Move it outside in May or June and give it lots of sun and water and feed as you need to. But bring it in before frost. It has to go dormant, kind of like a tulip bulb in mm -hmm. a way. And keep it cold at like 50 to 55 degrees. I think that's where I have trouble is that there's no place in my house that's that cold. And then you do that for 8 to 10 weeks. Wow. Don't water, don't fertilize. Oh, wow. And then eventually... Um, you want to restart the growth cycle, add a little soil, return it to a well-lit room, and then water once a little sprouts come up. But I haven't been successful doing that, so I just enjoy it for what it is and then throw the bulb in my compost pile. Okay. Do do people mostly give that in a bulb form? Or, you could, yeah. Or if it's, is it yeah, already yeah, started? It's a, yeah, in a bulb form. Sometimes it'll have, it'll, that's true, it'll already be started. You can get it that way too. Sometimes people give them, they're fully in bloom, but I just feel like half the fun of it is waiting for it to open up. Wow, okay. You know, so. <laughs> it's like a Christmas present. Yes. You have to wait for it to open. That's right. And the same is true for paper whites. Have you ever seen those? I don't think I've all? seen that before. They're, they're similar to an amaryllis, but they will have their tinier little bulbs. And they look like like little white daffodils, Aww. I would say. Um, some people really love the smell of them. I think they're a little stinky. Really? Yeah. I don't oh. know. And they, they get floopy. So they say, well, if they get too tall, then just stake them up. But then you just have these flowers with all these stakes everywhere. Are you tied together? I don't know. I'm not a big fan of paper whites. I'm kind of okay, getting Okay, I will not give you a paper white. Okay. I will not give you that <laughs> for a holiday gift. Uh, and you have another popular holiday plant, our orchids. I have two orchids, Leaflate and Chloris Leafman, <laughs> and people gave them to me. Um, Chloris Leafman is a little bigger and Leaf Life was one of those little tiny ones you see people give you in like a teacup or, a, oh, okay. uh, you know, and I, uh, what's great about orchids is it says, um, they're not as fragile as they appear and they can bloom again with very little care, which is exactly how I've kept them alive. I forget about them. I do remember to water them maybe once every week and a half, maybe, or week. Well, that's probably why yours do well, because I've had several orchids in my life, and I love them, but I know what happens is I, I love them to death. I overwater them. Yeah. And I get that root rot, and because it'll just, because I think what happens, too, is that I'll water it, and I'll let it drain in the sink, but then I'll put, 
it, you know, because it has, usually they're in a little plastic pot with yeah. holes in it. And then you have a decorative pot. And then I'll put it, but I think in the decorative pot, it will, there'll still be moisture in there and it'll just. I, yeah, I, I haven't, I really don't, I leave them alone. I do talk to them and beg them to live as you know, I, I beg all my that, plants. And that's another problem I have. But um, Leaf Leaf uh, is now growing a new leaf. Now, um, it has, uh, he has bloomed since I got him. He's wow. rebloomed, but then he was down to like two leaves and I was like, oh, this is, he's, he's not long for this world. Uh -huh. But recently a new leaf has, you know. That's excellent. So that's great. And Chloris Leafman has a shoot coming out. She's going to bloom. And what wow. I did is, this was so fascinating. You told me to turn the plants, right? So this, um, shoot is growing toward the sun cause it's in a side window and, um, Anyway, I turned it around and that little shoot went toward the light and it turned around oh. completely. And I did it so that it would go right by like a stake. Uh -huh. So I could just clip it to the stake so it will, you know, have Look support. At you, Leslie. I know. I I I was like, okay, I'm gonna see if this experiment works. Will that little shoot move to the sun? I love that. And it did. See, your thumb is a lot greener than you think. It's maybe it's maybe it's gray right now. I don't know. It's gone from black to gray. I'm trying to I get would it say to brown. Sage. <laughs> sage. It's like oh, that's yeah. nice. Uh, have you ever had a rosemary plant? You know, I have never had a rosemary plant. I remember I tried to grow it in a pot outside and killed it almost instantly. Oh. So well, they're very popular. Uh, when I go to a grocery store, they're all over the place Everywhere. this time of year for holiday plants. Especially when they shape them like a little Christmas tree. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's really cute. I think that's, those are really nice. Um, and so those are great holiday plants to have. Uh, to su succeed with a rosemary plant indoors, um, you need six to eight hours of bright light each day. Mm -hmm. You may need to supplement with an artificial light. Yeah, I got to get one of those. Uh, you should only water this... When the top feels dry, but don't let it dry out completely. Okay, top so dry. So this is the opposite of what we were talking about with the poinsettia. Okay. You can't let a rosemary dry out or the leaves will just revolt and just drop on you. Yes, I've had It that. can be very persnickety. But then don't water it too much or you'll get root rot. We don't so want that. So there's a fine line with the rosemary plant. Can you, if I've got the rosemary plant and it's, you know... And I want to use rosemary in some mm -hmm. cooking. Mm -hmm. Do where do I take that from? Do I yeah. cut off the bot? I mean, like, where do I harvest from? Yeah, I, you can harvest anywhere from it. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I would just be careful, friends, if you have brought a rosemary plant inside and you've used any type of insecticide on it to get rid of any of the spiders or bugs on it. Uh, I would not use that in, in culinary cooking. Oh, but if you have, if you just buy a plant from. And keep it inside the whole time. Just be careful when you bring it inside if you use any insecticide on it, if you're going to use it. Have you seen, have you seen like um, in the grocery store, they have like a little plant, like uh, let's say it's basil, or I've seen rosemary as well. And it's like in a bag that shoots up and it looks like you can plant it. It's got like a, it's oh, like got yeah. roots at the bottom and stuff. Yeah. Um, you can just take that out and yeah. plant that in yeah, a pot and keep it inside. Yes. And most likely for basil is that you should never store it in the refrigerator. Oh, I do that. Uh, you should treat it like a flower. Oh. And that might be why they have that plastic around it. So they just stick it in a glass of water with a baggie over it or that sort of like plastic collar around it. 
And keep it on the kitchen counter. That's why mine turns brown. Yes. Because then I right. put it, I, I take it out and I'll be like, I just bought this. Why is it brown? Now I know. I'm, I, boy, <laughs> I, I sure don't know a lot of stuff. I hope someone out there is as dumb as me and they're getting some great advice because now I love basil. I know we talked about it. I want to grow and it. And you could, and if you get those from the grocery store and you stick it in water, it might even take root. Um, another good holiday plant that a lot of people get is the Norfolk pine. Oh. Um, this is a... Is that a tree? Yeah, it's like a tree. You'll see it now and you'll see it if you go to a, a store, a nursery. They're very popular right now. They look like they're a pine tree. They have fronds. Oh, I think I have seen those. And But they're not a, technically, they're not a pine tree at all. And actually, they're from the South Pacific. Really? So it can't be planted outdoors in most of the United States, but it makes a great tabletop tree. Oh, it and cannot people, be. Okay. And people will hang ornaments on it. You just can't hang real heavy ornaments or the larger fronds will fall off. But if you get one of these, keep it in a medium bright light, like an east or west facing window. It needs about six to eight hours of light each day. Um, if the light gets too low, it'll cause the leaves, the branches to drop. Uh, water when light to the touch, okay. but don't let it dry out too much. And every two years, you should repot it or give it new soil. Um, it prefers to be pot bound. That's this. This is my new favorite thing: pot bound. And I'm, you can take it outside in the spring if you like, but just keep it shaded um, and bring it inside if it gets below forty degrees. But a Norfolk pine is a really nice holiday holiday tree to have. That's really cool. Now, are you getting a Christmas tree this year, Leslie? Well, uh, we get our Christmas tree from a box. Oh, sure. And, um, <laughs> and we pull it out because we never know if we're going to be home. I actually don't usually do Christmas because I'm usually in a play mm -hmm. and I don't have any time. But this year I'm not in that play. So it's been really fun kind of deciding what we're going to do for Christmas. What are we going to decorate? Because I've never been a part of it. Nice. So we've always been working. Yeah, I've always been working. So we're going to get our little tree out and we have all our ornaments that we get to pick and put on. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be fun to decorate. Well, friends out there who are getting a fresh tree, um, make sure you have a fresh cut on your tree when you bring it home. Um, choose a spot that's away from heat sources. Oh. And you want to water that tree immediately. A tree will absorb as much as a gallon of water or more in the first 24 hours. Oh, really? And after that, it'll take in one or more quarts a day after. So you need to check the water daily. Okay. And there are a lot of things where people say, oh, should I add sugar to the water? You should add aspirin to the water. You should add 7-Up to the water. Don't add anything to the water. So not even that Christmas tree stuff that they sell you yeah. when you get a fresh tree? Yeah, just add, okay. just just use water. Maybe we'll do a live tree this year. That sounds kind of fun. And make sure you take it down before it dries out. Right. And um, use the needles and the compost and compost your tree. Oh, great so, idea. Yeah, you can. the needles can be good mulch in your garden. How Mulch? I could do that. Yeah. I could put that in my garden. <laughs> you could. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Leslie, what are you going to name your poinsettia? I don't know. Help me with that. Um, um, how about um, Buster Poindexter? Buster Poindexter. <laughs> Buster, are you ready to come home with me? Or um, um, I, I like the, Buster. The, the, the Pointer Sister. <laughs> Only one. That's right. <laughs> Maybe I need to buy two more and then they'll be the right. sisters. Right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Buster's kind of sticking with me. <laughs> 
Leslie, guess what time it is? What time is it? It's mailbag time. Ring, ring. Because the postman always rings twice. <laughs> I love the mailbag. This is my favorite one. Okay, so this is a letter from Dorothy from Idaho. She says, love your podcast. You're both so funny and make gardening fun. Not that it hasn't always been for me. I live in Boise, Idaho. I am a big fan of their potatoes. <laughs> and like that you're gardening in my zone. I used to grow a large backyard garden along with a lot of flowers. I live in a townhouse now and do my gardening in self-watering grow boxes. So I like discussions about container gardening at this time of life. Keep up the good work. Love you both. Thank you so much, Dorothy. So I nice. This is a great letter. And I like that you think we're funny. Yes. <laughs> but I it's love... It's not just us. Yeah, it's not just... Yeah, we think we're funny. Um, but, as, you know, Dorothy brings up a couple of things that I would like you just to clarify for me. Um, gardening in my zone. Does that mean the oh. climate... Very close, yes. Um, the United States is broken up into different zones that it depends on where you live, and it's going to be affected by your first frost and your last frost. Uh. And so here in the Denver metro area, and of course also in Boise, we're in zone 5. We're in zone 5B, actually. Um, the the lower numbers, when I used to live in Minnesota, we were zone 3. Oh. And that means, you know, you start planting in June and you're done in Labor Day. And at least in Denver, we can we can plant. I mean, I start planting lettuces in in March, and as you know, wow, that's early. And I just harvested carrots. I know today, so <laughs> in December. I like our zone. Yeah, the best zone is zone seven because they can grow everything. Oh, is is that like California yeah, or something? Yeah, it's oh. like you know, just a really lovely. Yeah, that's where my parents are, and they grow stuff all the time. And if you, and if you don't know where your zone is, folks, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can find out where your zone is. Oh, that's cool. She also mentions um, self-watering grow boxes. Is that a specific thing? Yeah. Yeah, so this means that and um, a lot of people are going into this, which is a uh, – it would be raised beds, having oh. a box. And so, like, um, my um, handsome and handies – mother's handsome and handy husband um he has these he has these uh, raised beds so they're the height they're you know, the counter height so you don't have to go bend down every place and what's nice about it is that so that he can garden standing up which is nice i think when you reach a certain part of your life and then also you can hook these up to have a soaker hose in it oh that's great and hook it up to your hose and you can even put a timer on it leslie that's so that cool. it just waters by itself. So that sounds perfect for a townhouse because yeah. you can do that right on your patio, right? And and these ones have they're on wheels, and so he can move them oh, into the shade, or if wow. the weather's getting too scary, he can move them closer to the side of the house. Or are those in the catalog that you sent me? Yes, Gardener uh, okay. Supply. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Good. they should become a sponsor. <laughs> I I think they should because we talk about them a lot. We talk about them yeah. all the time. <laughs> it's your go-to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks again, Dorothy. Uh, we love your letter and so glad that you're listening and so glad you think us, that we're funny. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to ask. Uh -huh. um, you talked about, um, since, since Dorothy mentions she likes, uh, talks about container gardening. Uh -huh. You talked about this one time about uh, winter sowing. Yes. And I brought along today two one-gallon water jugs because I'm such a visual person. I, I understand. 
understood kind of what you were talking about, but I wanted to know if you could show me. Oh, And then sure. we could explain what we were doing in order to do winter sowing. Absolutely. So friends, Leslie's talking about an outdoor seed starting method that you can start in January. Okay. We have three episodes about this. Um, the first one I think is like, it's called Take Out Your Jugs and Learn How to Winter Sow. I love that. And I think we'll probably, but might be I'll repeat them. Or maybe we'll do a new, whole new version of it. And I, you can use a lot of different ways. You can use containers to do outdoor seed starting in January. But this is with a water jug or a milk jug, one gallon, mm-hmm. kind of a, it's a clear plastic, you know, a little, a little it's opaque. It's got a little handle. little handle on it. And so I'm going to make a hinge with it, Leslie. So I'm taking the... Um, a hinge? Yeah, I'm going to make a hinge. So I'm taking okay. a pair of scissors and, and I'm stabbing Ooh. it and I'm cutting all around it. Oh, wow. Until I get back to where the handle is. Okay, so you started at the back where the handle is. Yeah, and see, I left a little bit here. Right below. All right, I'm stabbing mine. Okay, all right, I'm stabbing mine. See, and it has a hinge now. See that? Okay, so I want to take... Oh, did I, did I leave enough deepness? Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, right. 100%. But just don't cut all the way off. Okay. Leave a couple inches so that it will bend back uh, like the hinge. Oh, okay. Maybe cut a little more. Maybe a little more. Mine won't bend and yet. And then the, the other step is to put holes in the bottom. Okay. Which I don't know if I scissors are going to do it yet. Oh, there we go. Yes. Oh, look at that. And then and then, uh, then be careful with this one, though, Leslie, because you could really hurt yourself with, this, with these scissors. But you just poke maybe four or five holes in okay. the bottom for drainage. And then I'm going to fill this with my soil, uh-huh. soil, or soil. Right. I just use, yes, yeah, seed starting soil. Okay. Or potting soil. And then. Oh, potting um, soil. Yeah. yeah, I know and, what that is. Um, and then I will start in January uh, sowing some seeds that need stratification. Like echinacea is a good example of that. Or columbine or um, hollyhocks. Things and like that. So this top part makes like a little terrarium yes. thing, right? It goes back in. And the top, you take off the top, Leslie, this little, uh-huh. right? And you don't use it at all. So you can just recycle the little oh, top part. Oh, great. Okay. So it stays open to the elements. It'll rain. I can put this outside even where there's snow. Yes. So I can put this on yeah. my patio outside. Yeah. I, I will tape it up. So... Oh, you tape it up so that, so this is, the opening is just to get it in there. Yeah. Then you're going to close it, tape it back up, uh-huh. and then you water it from the top? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would water before I taped it up. Okay. And then I would water it only when I needed to. Usually I don't have to water it until spring. Because really? the, the rain and snow will keep it all moist. Moist. Choice moist soil. Oh, and don't forget to label it. Oh, okay. That's a good idea because then you'll know what it is. Yeah. This is really cool. I really want to try this. I've heard you talk about it before. Didn't quite understand. You can now do, I get it. You can do uh, vegetables. You can do um, perennial plants. I do annual plants. Wow. Okay. Winter sowing. Winter sowing. It just, it's got a really yeah. nice ring yeah. to it. Winter well, sowing. Dorothy, again, thanks again so much for your letter. A shout out to all my friends in Idaho. And um, friends, if you have a comment, you want to tell us that we're funny. Um, if you have questions, garden stories, please write to us at UpsideDownTulips at Gmail or UpsideDownTulips.com. All right, Christy, I think I'm going to need some inspiration for these months coming up while we're in the Persephone period. You got something for me? I hope so. This is from Mirabelle Osler, and they say, There can be no other occupation like gardening in which 
if you were to creep up behind someone at their work, you would find them smiling. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh. With my butt out in the air. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> smiling away, weeding, planting All right. seeds. All right. I had a tiny bit of inspiration for the new people who are new to gardening like me or people who don't know a lot about gardening but want to grow things. Um, this was just something I was, again, looking on the internet and found this on a t-shirt. <laughs> Great. Um, and they say, uh, it says, nothing in nature blooms all year. Be patient with yourself. <sighs> and I love that because I think I want desperately to grow something, but I have to remember to be patient and let the plant bloom when it's supposed to bloom. Ah, to everything a season. Turn, turn, turn. Well, friends, you've reached the end of another fascinating episode of Upside Down Tulips. <laughs> we are Christy Montrelarson and Leslie O'Carroll. And if you got some laughs or some value out of this week's episode, could you do us a small favor? And hit that subscribe, like, or follow button wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. Don't you love the holiday version of it, too? I love it. Jingle bells. Well, if you want more, go to denisegentilini.com, or you can find that link at UpsideOnTulips.com. And many thanks to all the talents of all our friends who do our podcasts with us. Especially the amazing Edith Weiss. We love you, Edith. Join us in, I guess, back in February. Yeah. Uh, where we will delight and amaze you, hopefully. <laughs> Don't forget, Leslie, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Upside down to lips. For he's a jolly good fellow. Which, which nobody, nobody can, can deny. deny.